0: what's up everybody how y'all doing uh welcome again to the podcast for those who don't know my name is suny Mhotep. hope y'all doing well we had a crazy weekend of fights slash week of news from the last time we were here um i'm gonna just wait a little bit before everybody gets in here because I got a lot to say, and I want to make sure that everybody is in here. What's up, everybody? Mm-mm-mm. Let's make sure everybody's in here. Make sure everybody's in here. Back at it again. What's up? Um, Before I get into the fights and stuff that happened this weekend, just want to let y'all know, what's up, Sasquatch? Um, just want to let y'all know, I did... Uh One interview so far um for the podcast. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it Patreon just yet because I kind of want to let y'all get a taste of it first. Um But that one will be posted next week on Wednesday. So I'm just giving y'all a heads up now. Uh, I'm sure some of you guys have seen. Uh, The color slash branding changes happening to the to the Instagram and uh, TikTok pages also. So, yeah, a lot of changes coming. And by the time that interview drops. When I said Wednesday, by the time that interview drops on Wednesday, the full rebrand should be done. So look, look for that. Look for that. Yes, Diego, I did get a haircut. um had to get a I had to get a fresh cut for the for the podcast podcast, you know what I'm saying? If we if I'm sitting down with a guest in a nice studio, we got to make sure your boy is fresh, you know what I mean? Um all right. <clears throat> so, we had a crazy UFC card this past weekend. A lot of announcements for fights that happened last week, and then we also got two crazy cards coming up this week this weekend excuse me UFC 291 and also Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford man all right so let's start with this card from this weekend um I was gonna start from the bottom but I'm just gonna start from the top and uh I'm gonna wait like two more minutes not even two more minutes let's just get into it now if people don't show up on time that's on them you know what I mean all right. So let's start off the top. Tom Aspinall and Tabora. How you say it? Tybora, Tabora? However you guys like to say his name. So I want to say this about Tom. Tom, to me, looks like a middleweight. His footwork, his agility, the hand speed, uh, the dexterity, just everything. He, he, he moves and looks like a like a like a middleweight to me but obviously we all know he's a heavyweight right um the way that the fight went was clean i did not expect it i thought this was going to be a harder fight for him because obviously Tapora is a is a Tabora Tabura i got to learn how to say that um i thought it was going to be a much harder fight honestly um but the fact that he was moving so fast the footwork was beautiful um the in and out movement was beautiful and, bro, starched starched, uh, Marcin in the first round with that cross. Um, not really too much to say about the fight because it happened so fast. But um I'm glad that he won in his hometown. I'm glad that he got the finish. But here is my... I don't want to call it an issue. Exactly, Greg. Exactly. I don't want to call it an issue. But what I would say about... Because he said that he wanted to go to uh, the UFC Paris card, which I don't know exactly when that is. I'll look that up in a minute. But um, he's going to go to the UFC Paris card, and he wants to fight the winner of Cyril Ghosn and Spivak, right? Personally, um, I would like to see him versus Gone. I feel like that would be a much better fight. Um much better fight. Like, just the styles match up well because, obviously, Cyril Ghosn has really good uh, footwork also, really good in-and-out movement. They have kind of... I don't want to say they have similar styles in striking because I do think that Cyril Ghosn, his technique is a little bit cleaner. But, okay. So, Sasquatch said that that fight is in September. The UFC Paris card is in September. So, I would like to see Cyril Ghosn fight Tom Aspinall. And let's just say... You know, let's just say that for some reason, uh, Aspinall makes this look easy, right? He's not being John Jones. So we should just, like, I know this is a thing that everybody's talking about right now where we're saying that Tom Aspinall is going to do something to John. No, no one's going to do anything to John Jones. The closest person we have to somebody being able to do anything to John Jones is Stipe. He's the only person. Uh, And Francis, obviously, but Francis is not in the UFC anymore. So, while I do like the fact that he's confident, and he should be, right? If you're a fighter, you got to be confident, but I just don't see, I don't see it. I don't see it. Eric, as much as I don't really care for John Jones, you can't really argue it, you know? You can't really argue it. So, it's one of those things, man. Austin says he, he thinks that, Tom Aspinall beats John Jones. I don't know, bro. I really don't know, and I don't. I don't see it happening, mainly because Aspinall's wrestling is not the greatest, and we already know John what John's wrestling and clinch game is. So, Felix is saying he's been he's been boxing with uh, with Fury and trains jiu jitsu since he was a baby. Here's the thing, though. Again, you can do those things, but can you beat John Jones? And again, I just don't. I just don't see it happening. I don't. Maybe you guys can tell me how you guys see that happening, but I, I just don't. I don't see it. I'm gonna move on to the next fight, though. We can come back to this because there is something I want to talk about. Um, Meatball Molly versus Stolyarn. I don't know how to say that. Julia. I'm gonna just say Julia because that girl. That's a crazy. <laughs> that's a crazy name, but um. I mean, I didn't really know too much about Julia um, before this fight, and I thought that it was going to be a competitive fight, but I'm hearing that uh, Julia is a black belt under Half Gracie, uh, which if we all know, anybody that knows about Half Gracie knows, uh, excuse me, not, was it Half Gracie? Which Gracie gave her the black belt? I'm trying to remember. Is it Hodger Gracie? I think it's Hodger Gracie black belt. But anyway... She's nasty. And apparently she's gotten all on bars and um, all of her finishes. And now here we are. She beats Meatball Molly. And then I heard uh, through the grapevine, and now we saw, because I posted it on the, on the page, on the Instagram, uh, that Meatball Molly is moving down a weight class to straw weight. Yeah. Hodger Gracie. I thought so. Hodger Gracie. Yeah. So... Yeah, dude. Greg. Okay, so Greg says Molly's not a good fighter. To be honest, I can see the UFC cutting her if she loses two more. This is the thing. She she can be an asset to the UFC because of her home crowd support. Like if they do any shows in the UK, um, if if she if she if she if they're headlining, if they're not headlining, but if they're doing cards in the UK then I feel like she kind of has to be on that card. Now, obviously, if she keeps losing fights, then it's not going to go well for her. But I think the UFC can still have uh, some fun with her, still give her some fun fights. And, um, yeah, I think think it would be good for her in these UK cards, for sure. Lorenzo says that Julia... Is one in five in the UFC? She lost to the chick who was running in the octagon last week. <laughs> Come on, man. What's up, Ryan? Thanks for popping by. My man's in Morocco right now. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, moving on to the next fight. This right here. Hold on. Why didn't this get fighter tonight? Was there another fight that got fighter tonight? Danny Robertson, okay, ah, uh, okay, all right. Let, let me just go back. I want to. We can talk about that afterwards. So, Nathaniel Wood and Andre Feely. I'd like to know what you guys thought about this fight in the comments. But this is what I would say to you guys about this fight. The first and second rounds were insane. The first round was crazy. Um, I thought that I thought that Andre Feely was doing better when he was southpaw. He seemed like he was doing better. Um, and he had better defense and better 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 movement, better footwork when he was in southpaw. I don't know if all those kicks that uh, Nate Wood was throwing kind of threw him off his game. Obviously, you can't really tell because uh, with low kicks, it's kind of iffy. But he was landing a lot of those. Um, and, dude, crazy fight. Um, I thought that Nate won the first round. And then, obviously... Andre Philly won the second round hands down. Damn near finished the fight. Um, I watched the fights with, with commentary uh, this time, and I thought it was interesting that Bisping and those guys were like, "Oh, he should not have went for the back," when he should not have. Basically, they said that he shouldn't have went for the back after he dropped him. But at the same time, how many times have we seen people drop somebody and then get a submission right after? So it's one of those things where I feel like you kind of have to play it by ear because, you know, if I'm Andre Feely and I get the opportunity to take somebody's back, I think the problem was when he took the back, he had one leg over the arm, which if you have that, it kind of gives the person an opportunity to lift, the, lift their arm and then kind of take you off the back. Um, I thought he was going to go for a triangle off the back too, but obviously he went for something different. I think he went for a Kimura grip and then was trying to keep the back, but it was a, it was a weird thing, but man... That was a super competitive fight. I know Andre Feely said that he thought that he won the fight, but if I'm being honest, I thought that the decision was correct um because yeah, I thought I thought Nathaniel would watch i thought he I thought he won the fight and I thought he won the third round, which clearly I think we all know that he won the first Andre won the second, and then I thought that he you know had the bigger shots because there was maybe like three or four good shots from him. In the uh, in the third round, but yeah, it's one of those one of those. So let me see what you guys are talking about here. So Ted Al says, uh, I mean, when you're when you got someone knocking on the door to the shadow realm, you should take them out. I agree, but again, it's one of those things when you're in the middle of that in the middle of that fight, it's kind of hard to make the correct decisions, especially when you drop somebody like that. But I would personally say. You should always go for throwing strikes as opposed to going for the submission, unless when you attack the submission is locked in right away. Like if he would have fell, if 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 Nate uh, Nathaniel Wood would have fell and Andre Feely would have took taken his back and got the choke in right away, then you got you you got the submission. But if you're going for it and you don't get it, then posture up, try to flatten him out and punch. You know, so I don't know. But again, I'm saying that from. The comfort of my home and i'm sure a lot of you guys are saying the same thing but when you're in a fight as i can attest to it's a little bit it's a little bit difficult to um to make the correct decisions all the time so yeah um diego asked where is it oh okay he said who's a current or retired fighter you think would be a good commentator well i thought that dan hardy was a good commentator Um, But obviously they removed him because he got into it with Herb Dean. Um, I don't think that Bisbing is a bad commentator. I think the issue with Bisping is when you have him on these cards where he knows a lot of people, because this card was in the UK, then it's kind of like he's going to be a little bit biased because these are people that he knows. These are people that he's seen, trained, or trained with at some point, even though he lives here in LA. So... Again, I think I think a commentator should be somebody that doesn't really have any ties to any fighters uh, as far as like training and stuff is concerned. But again, it's one of those things where those are the better. Those are the better. Excuse me. Those are the better people um, to have when it comes to, to the technical side of fighting. So it's, it's a it's a 50 50 thing. Uh, Brown asked what weight class. do I, I fight at 155 fighter 155 <laughs> Greg said everybody's trying to beat trying to be Charles. Everybody is trying to be Charles, but you can't be Charles, you know what I'm saying? In order to be Charles, you got to you got to be Charles. <laughs> All right, so let me jump to uh, also I agree Anthony Smith is not the best commentator, which is probably why he's not on a desk like that anymore. Uh, so the next fight. Y'all doubted my man's Y'all doubted Paul Craig. Everybody said that he was going to um, everybody said that he was going to get submitted by Andre Muniz. And first of all, can we talk about the the stare down that they had before the fight? Uh, my man Paul Craig walked all the way across the cage all the way across the cage in front of and uh, Andre Muniz stood face to face with him and they let it happen. You got Bruce Buffer trying to trying to push people and get them, you know, trying to separate them a little bit as he's announcing because they're so close to each other. Um, but yeah, that was a good fight. Um, I love the grappling exchanges. As you guys know, I love, I love jujitsu. I love wrestling. So, um, I, I love the grappling exchanges. Um, it was really interesting to me to see Paul Craig pulling guard like that because, or like kind of not pulling guard, but accepting the takedowns. um, Just because like I don't know, you pull like accepting takedowns and kind of pulling guard at this level is kind of crazy. But when you got guys like Paul Craig, when you got guys like uh there was another dude, I think his name was Paul Sass. Uh he was triangling everybody in the UFC at one point. When you get guys like that, it's kind of hard. Um But yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh it's interesting to see Paul Craig work, but that was a really good fight, and I'm glad that he won because now He's talking about how he wants to fight Bo Nickel. Let me take this off the screen so we can talk about this. Also, yes, I agree, Nick. Why do we only have 16 likes in here? Let's get these likes out. We got 50 people in here right now. Let's go. Um, I'm going to talk about this now just because I'm sure we'll we'll touch on it again. But Paul Craig said he wants to fight Bo Nickel. Now, based on what I saw in this fight um, with his striking... And then also with the way that he was trying to take him down and trying to pull guard and all these things, I love Paul Craig, but it ain't going to happen. He's not, he's not going to beat uh, Bo Nickel if he's fighting like this, if I'm being honest with you. Um, and I know now Paul Craig is probably going to have a number next to his name because if I'm not mistaken, Andrew, Andre uh, Muniz was ranked either 15 or 14. I'm not mistaken. I'm sure one of you guys probably know, but... Um, But then I have another question And I was thinking about this After the fight was over Who does Paul Craig fight next? Because If you really think about it Unless I'm going to pull up the top 15 right now So we can all look at it together Oh, Sorry I'm going to pull up this Where we at Okay so we look at We look at Okay so Andre Oh let me zoom in on this actually So you guys can see so uh andre muniz was ranked number 14 so most likely paul craig is either going to take 14 or he's going to take 15 and chris curtis is going to move up now who can he fight i don't like again i'm just basing this on this performance and what i've seen from him in the past right i don't really see him being able to beat somebody like a chris curtis because he's not going to be able to take him down and chris curtis is not going to sit in guard um Kellen Gaslam is another one. Not, that, that's not going to happen. Um, Brendan Allen, I don't think he's going to beat Brendan Allen. He actually might get finished on the ground if he fights Brendan Allen. Jack Hermanson is probably the best fight for him. I agree with you guys. A couple people said Craig versus Jack. But that's a big jump, in my opinion, from 14 to 10. But I think that would be a good one. But no. Nah, and so Callan said Craig versus Brendan Allen, or Hermanson, I feel like Brendan Allen would beat him, so I think Hermanson is probably a more even fight for him. Shit, or give him give him fucking Derek Brunson if Derek Brunson is not retired, that would be a good fight. So I'd like to see that. I would like to see that too. Yo, this this is crazy. That's crazy. Duplessis is ranked number one after beating Robert Whitaker. Holy shit. We're gonna talk about this Sean Strickland situation after that. Um, all right, so let's move on to this fight. Let me zoom out a little bit. So, Jai Herbert versus Zion. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I'm gonna be 100% real with y'all. Okay. Eric Khan said, Roman is fighting Derek Brunson. Also, I got a super chat here, my bad. Kai, what's up, man? He said, Hey, I missed a few streams. I wanted to ask what you think is next for Rob. I also appreciate and enjoy the solo vibe. Thank you, Kai. I appreciate it. Kai, are you talking about Robert Whitaker? Um, le- let me know. You don't have to super chat again. Let me know and I'll uh and I'll answer. Um okay. Sasquatch. Okay, so you're talking about uh Paul Craig was number nine. So okay, I see that then giving him Jack at number, at number 10 makes sense. I take that back. You're right. Um, so let's talk about this fight right here. I'm going to be real with y'all. I I did not agree with this decision, especially the one judge who said 30-27 for Zyam. That's kind of crazy. That's, that's kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Um, I could see a split decision, and if we wanted to give one round to Zion, then sure. I I could see that. But dude, Herbert was in control of that fight. And I don't really know how they gave it how they gave it to Zion, but shout out to him. Um, you know, he won the fight. And this is the last fight I want to talk about. Where is it? Mark De Casey. Yeah, I agree, uh Marlo Holt. I agree. I thought Herbert won the fight also. So this fight was a little bit interesting to me because De Casey was winning the fight, in my opinion. Um, especially that second round, he got the takedown. He was beating him up on the ground, and then he got a headbutt. Now, here's my thing. Let me tell me go. Here's my thing with with the Mark De Casey and Joel Alvarez fight. I understand that he got he got headbutted, or I guess it was a headbutt to the back of the head, right? But as Floyd Mayweather taught us, have we have we learned nothing from Floyd Mayweather? Protect yourself at all times. When you look, when you look at, uh, uh, when you when you have a situation where a fighter is, you get hit in the nuts, or you know you get a headbutt or something like that. To lose focus on the fight and then start looking at the referee, and looking to the referee to 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 give you some sort of you know, answer or something like that is silly to me. And again, I, I'm not trying to judge him because again, I'm not in the middle of the fight, but this also happened to me in my last fight, which was not that long ago. And I got hit in the nuts, but I'm also not looking at the ref like, hey, can you stop the fight? I just got hit in the back of the head or I just got hit in the nuts. You you gestured that you got hit. And if the referee doesn't step in, then you gotta be able to defend yourself. And it's unfortunate that the fight went this way. Um, Because I like Mark DuCasey, but it is what it is. I don't know if they're going to do anything about that decision, um, considering what happened with um, uh, Chris Curtis and a few other people recently, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out. There were some other fights on here, but none of these really excited me. Um, I know this, uh, Caitlin Vieira was talking, don't really care about 135 right now as it stands, but you know time will tell how this how this goes um so let me show y'all what we got actually let me take a step back i don't know if y'all saw this today i'm gonna put the let me put this up on the screen for y'all pat militage yes we're talking about pat militage that was back in the ufc when they had two digits Pat Militich said, or w- w- I guess he's, he's fighting uh, Mike Jackson, who I'm sure all of you know is Dana White's most hated fighter. Um, I'm not, I, I'm really trying to understand what's going on. I, I, like, this fight doesn't make any sense to me at all. Why is Pat Militich fighting? At the age of 55 against Mike Jackson, who is 38, but who cares? And they're fighting. I just don't understand this. And they're fighting in Iowa. I'm sure the Iowa State Athletic Commission is probably going to let this fight happen. But this doesn't make this doesn't make any sense to me. So I was reading this this article about this and. I didn't know that apparently they have beef. This is what this promotion is about. It's called Bad Blood uh, Cage Aggression. And apparently he was at the the riots in Washington, D.C. Or not the... What is it, what, what, what happened? What do you call that? When they stormed the Capitol, whatever they did. Um, and he was saying that he was out there and he saw zero violence. And then Pat Militish got got released from LFA uh, commentary and then I guess Mike him and Mike Jackson he was his coach at one point and they you know I guess Mike Jackson decided that he wanted to post a story talking trash about Pat Militage and then they you know started beefing about it I guess so i don't really understand the purpose of this fight like this just seems very silly to me um i hope that the athletic commission does not let this fight happen but at the same time if it's gonna happen let it happen and i'm gonna agree with lorenzo here put the house on jackson because i mean well look we could say that right but at the same time We got to remember what he did with CM Punk, and we got to remember what happened in his only UFC win, which was, if I'm not mistaken, he won because it was a disqualification. Because the guy kept fouling him or something like that. So, I don't really know why we're doing this, but here we are. And if it's going to happen, let it happen. If anybody's going to Iowa to watch that fight have fun out there. I'm sure it's going to be a, I'm sure it's going to be a crazy event. Um also, before I start getting into some news about some uh, announced fights, I want to talk about uh two finishes that happened over the weekend. One of them was in Cage Warriors. Um and the other one was in I don't know what this Oh, Titan, Titan FC. So, the first one I want to share with you guys What's up, A Johnny? So the first one I want to talk about is this uppercut in Cage Warriors. This right here, I sent this to my to my group chat where which A Johnny is a part of. And I was like, yo, he looked like he hit homeboy with a gunshot. So let me let me uh let me lower the volume a little bit. I'm gonna share this. Look at this. <laughs> oh dude he killed that dude y'all need to see this uppercut again let me go back one more time look at this oh nasty that was one of the nastiest i thought my uppercut was nasty but this dude dropped and hit his knee on his, uh, his his forehead on his knee so that's a crazy knockout um the hardwick brothers are a lot of fun they are i agree Um, For those of you who are not uh, keeping up with like regional MMA, like uh, Cage Warriors and uh, 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 LFA and some of these other. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Slingshot said bro got slumped back to 1980 where his haircut was relevant. That's hilarious. Um, that, That Hardwick brother rear naked choke was nasty. That was beautiful. I'm going to try to find that a little bit later. But this right here, I'm going to just play it one more time for y'all. One more time. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Then, now this one, I want to talk to y'all about this. So, apparently, there was a one-second knockout in Titan FC. Now, Obviously, we can't call it a one-second knockout, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all watch it first, and then I'm gonna talk about what I think happened in this fight and why why I think things happened the way they did. So here we go.
1: Take the center and Hernandez forces fight, make it a dogfight and walk. Oh, oh my God! God. Oh, oh my oh goodness! Oh. Oh. Oh.
0: He knocked homeboy out
1: one second into the first round
0: at one second into the first round winner
1: via knockout
0: first of all let me tell y'all something if anybody knocks me out in one second number one i'm gonna be sick but number two i think i might have to retire if you knock me out in one second i might have to retire like what 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 am i fighting for anymore if i (laughs) what am i fighting for anymore if i get knocked out in one second I can't defend myself in the first second of a fight. All I got to do is take a step back. But I know a lot of people are saying that this was not fair because um, I guess the I'm going to put it back on the screen so we could look at it again. But apparently the dude had it. They're saying that he had his hand out like he was trying to touch gloves and then he threw a head kick now. I don't know that this is a glove touch as much as it is like him having his hand out, you know, kind of like a measure, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I kind of see. I kind of see that. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. And and here's the thing. I'm not mad at it, but I also this is this is the exact reason why people like um Sadiq Youssef don't touch gloves. Because people do stuff like this. He actually uh fought for Titan FC, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> he said, damn. Listen, you saying damn, look, again, if I get knocked out in one second, I'm retiring that day. Those gloves will stay in that they will stay in that cage. Because I'm not fighting again. That's embarrassing, dude. Um Mrs. Slingshot said, "Dude is it's it's a glove touch. Bro knew what he was doing. Come on, look, I'm not mad at it. And again, if he did do that, is that sportsmanship? Is that sportsmanlike conduct? No, it's not. It's not sportsmanlike conduct. Is that acceptable to do? Like morally, I would personally, I would say no. However, in the sport of MMA, we all understand, protect yourself at all times." And when we say protect yourself at all times, that means even when you think the person is going in for a fist bump, even when you think the person is going like we all take that risk. If you, you've seen fighters where they had a really good two rounds and they come in the third round and they want to hug each other. Right. And what like we're taking a risk by going in and hugging this person. But sometimes people do it. But you got to you you. You have to accept whatever comes with that. And if that means that you end up getting knocked out because you decided that you wanted to touch gloves with somebody and not really think about, uh, you know, protecting yourself. Like, how hard is it? I'm sure you guys have seen this in my fight. But, like, my hand stays up here and I touch the glove and then I'm right back. Like, because you never know what people are going to do. So, I don't know. It's, It's, you know, like I said, I said this with Michael Chandler. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> let's go chat. Uh, am I familiar with the boxing fight tomorrow? Cool boy, Steph Fulton versus Inaway. Inaway. Uh, is this no? I don't think I'm familiar with it. I feel like I might have seen something about this, but I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't heard about it. Inform me, brother. Inform me. But I want to know what you guys think, because about this one-second knockout situation. Diego said that Hamzat did the same thing against Kevin Holland. Uh, Sure, but to be fair, you should know, as Kevin Holland fighting somebody like Hamzat, that this is not... This is not... Like, you shouldn't expect to touch gloves. Same thing with Conor. He would do that all the time, where he would come out with his hand super wide and then do a spinning back kick right off the bat. You know what kind of guys these are. Don't T- don't touch gloves. Just say no. Just say no. Buddy was too relaxed and paid for it. Not on- Again, it's not honorable. It's not honorable. But, it- hey, man, there's a lot of dudes that in the MMA who are not honorable. So we can't expect them to have the martial arts spirit and be honorable. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Mackie, I don't have... I don't have uh, a prediction for this because I haven't looked either of these fighters up. I've heard about it, but um, Anthony King, can we send you fight highlights? Absolutely. I actually was thinking about doing a segment like that. Would you guys like that? If I, if I did a segment where I look at uh, like n- knockouts that have happened in the past week or so, or you know viral knockouts and stuff like that, and we can watch them and talk about them together. I thought about having a segment like that, but if you guys like this kind of stuff, then we can definitely do it uh what's up dorian what's going on brother man all right so i want to talk to you guys about one uh a johnny that is correct they did they uh kevin holland and hamza did have beef backstage which is why i was like you should know better than that but anyway um so Corey sanhagen Versus Rob Font. I like this fight, but I don't like this fight at the same time. And I'm gonna tell y'all why because I know, I know that this is gonna be a crazy fight. More than likely, Corey Sanhagen is gonna win the fight because I feel like he's a more complete fighter. You know, he has, in my opinion, better striking overall. Obviously, if we're talking about just hands, Rob Font got hands all day, but. I think Corey Sanhagen is a better overall fighter and I like both of them but unfortunately I feel like Rob Font might lose this now I also said that Rob Font was gonna lose to Adrian Yanez and we saw how that turned out so (laughs) I don't know but I'm not doubting Rob Font so I'm just gonna say this is gonna be a really good fight and I can't wait to watch it um but If I had to bet, if I was a betting man, I would say that Corey Sanhagen is going to win this fight. That's what I would say. Now, I want to talk to you guys about Israel Adesanya versus Sean Strickland. First of all, I would like to know, is is this actually happening? Um... I'm gonna put this up on the screen because let's. I want to talk about Izzy. So here we go.
1: Maybe have not start this fight. Ricas de pussy. You fucking bitch. Oh, all you had to do was put on some gloves. I was ready to go again. No, you weren't. You're a bitch. That's why I'm not taking this fight. Your foot's sore, nigga. My knee was jacked too for my last fight. Guess what I did? I showed up because that's what a fucking champion does. Championship caliber, built different. A lot of you fighters talk about, oh, I'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. No, you won't. I do. Alex Volkanovski does. We're both di- we're built different. I'm at the gym right now. About to get some work. So, I'm fighting in Sydney. I don't give a fuck who. Dicklas, the pussy. <laughs> Dicklas. Fuck off. You're out. Strickland, you're in. Let's do the man dance. Show you how to really dance. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just, I'm tired of what you guys talking shit about. I can fight. I can fight. No, you can't. The pussy. Bitch. Hmm.
0: Okay then. Um, so this is this is what I don't understand about this. Why would Duplessis say that he could take the fight if he actually wasn't gonna take the fight? Now, I also understand that. Let me put this this comb down. I was over here brushing my beard, uh combing my beer earlier. Um I understand that Drecas probably can't come into the fight uh, you know because he just fought and he said he hurt his foot but I also understand Izzy's point which is that uh, you know if you want to fight and you say you want to fight show up to the fight but I see Tadal's message here he said has said on a podcast that he doesn't want to fight Izzy anymore because he's classless and bringing race into it <sighs> are we going to do this again I'm, I don't I would like not to yell because I've, I've tuned this mic for me to talk and I can only get so loud. But I don't want to yell because if that is truly what Dreka said about Izzy, he's an idiot. And I'm going to tell you why he's an idiot. Because he's the one who brought race and culture and all these other things into this. Because exactly, Lorenzo, I would like to hear what he said also. Because Izzy... Never said anything about Drikas before. Drikas comes out and says, and we, we have it on the, on the podcast page. I made a clip about this where I actually put in what he said. And he's the one who said he's going to be the first real African champions talking shit about Izzy and Kamaro Usman and, uh, and uh, Francis Ngano. So when you talk like that, you are starting to talk about race because you started it. No one said anything to you. You started that. Now now you drummed up this amazing title fight with Izzy that's going to draw crazy numbers because y'all fighting for Africa. But then your dumbass coming here talking about, oh, now it's about race and he's classless. I don't want to fight anymore. Do I, did I like what happened, what Izzy did when, uh, when Dreykus fought um, uh, Robert Whitaker? No, I didn't like it. And I came in here and I told y'all I didn't like it. But at the same time, let's not act like Dreykas did not incite this whole thing on the whole, who's more African? I'm more African than you, et cetera, et cetera. So let's not do this. Let's not do this. But moving on from that, you know, I kind of agree with what, what Izzy just said about do, do pussy, but I'm just going to say this. Yes, Anthony, I agree. A, a white man saying that he's a real African is hilarious no offense to anybody from south africa here i'm not trying to uh I'm not trying to talk trash about it but it it just doesn't make sense to me and again, if anybody in here is from South Africa y'all wanna enlighten me on what what's going on, but that's fine okay so j s is saying uh he never said that he said he was injured okay well, we'll see also Hamza we already talked about pat so <laughs> you might have to go back once this is over and we and, and and listen to that, but um, yeah. So now we're talking about Israel Adesanya versus Sean Strickland. I'm gonna be real with y'all. What's up, Nesto? Um, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Sean Strickland is about to get lit on fire. Um, this is probably gonna be first or second round knockout for Izzy. Unless he decides to play with his food, and then maybe the the maybe it'll go longer. Um, but I just don't I just don't see that happening. I just don't see Strickland winning. I mean, I know obviously Sean, they're doing this because they know Sean Strickland's going to talk. They know that Izzy's going to talk. They know that this is going to get a lot of numbers because Sean Strickland knows how to talk. Um, but yeah, hold on. Uh, yes, Tada, can you D, uh, DM me that? clip on instagram send it to me on instagram i'm gonna check my instagram right now uh greg i want that poster behind you actually greg that is not a poster that is an actual photograph from eric williams who is in here sometimes uh and you can get this if you message him his instagram name is eWillPhoto photo on instagram dm him tell him you want it and he'll figure something out for you he has a lot of these prints, by the way, like crazy, crazy prints um, of photos you've never seen of your favorite fighters, like Chuck Liddell, GSP, Anderson Silva, uh, you know, <coughs> Kevin Lee, um, but a lot of dudes, you know, uh, Rashad Evans, a bunch of different people. So if you want the, if you want those prints, go check them out. But anyways, uh, let's get back to this. So again, I just don't think that uh, Sean Strickland is going to be able to do anything, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun build up to the, to the fight. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of trash talk, and I know it's going to be entertaining, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. If, if, if they actually do make this fight. Uh, let's see here. There is... <laughs> okay. I also wanted to talk about this. DC... Oh, hold on. Okay, so Tadow said he sent it give me 1 second guys i'm going to check my instagram for that uh duplessis uh clip you sent it to my dm or you sent it to the the boisterous boys let me go check you got to send it to my dm bro i don't see nothing in here send it to my cuz i i haven't i don't want to log out and then have to log back in uh diego says I love boxing and MMA with a passion, and I want to go pro, but I don't know which one to choose. I watch both sports religiously. Any advice to help me choose? Well, personally, uh, I would tell you to go with MMA because you can probably make more money sooner if you go into MMA, but that's a, that's a good topic. I'm going to save that, and I'm going to answer that at the end. I'm going to answer that. You sent it to my account? Okay, hold on. Uh, there we go. Got it. All right, let me pull this up, guys. Hold on one second. Also, Kai says, all these matches leaves Robert Whittaker where? I want to talk about that, too. I'm going to save this, Kai, and I'm going to put it up there. But let me put this up on the screen right now so we can listen to this. Hold up.
1: With racial slurs, which does not belong in sports. Yeah. It does not belong. Well, it doesn't belong in the world, in my opinion. I do not want that a part of anything that I'm doing. This sport is so amazing and it's given so many people so much things. And bringing race, color, you know, with racial slurs, all of that stuff into it immediately made me like, I don't want to be a part of this. And that's why I just walked away. Because I'm not going to engage in that. Because that is not the example I want to set for people. That is not what my message uh, to anybody in the world is. So you know, I guess he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like the, Dana it. said, it, like he can say whatever he wants, and I'm, yeah, he can. I'm just not. That's You're not, not going to entertain that. I'm not entertaining right? that. You yeah. know, I don't. I'm not entertaining any talk about the racial slurs. I'm not even that that he's been using. I'm not, and it doesn't bother me. People are always like, oh, you offended. I'm like, no, it doesn't offend me. You know, it's, it doesn't defend me. It doesn't. It has no effect on me. What it does do is, it, you know, people that are looking up to me sees that too. Yes, of course. The so people that I try to man, on, see that too, shut your
0: ass. To... I don't want to hear this shit. Shut your ass up. Okay. So, uh, as we just listened to this nonsense that he was just talking, my response to that is shut your ass up. Because again, don't make me go back and find the clip where he said. I'm the real African. You can't talk like that. And then when somebody responds, you cannot tell somebody how to respond to you trash talking them. So you trash talked him and said, I'm the real African. I'm going to be the one to bring the the belt back to Africa. I want to be the real African champion. You said all that shit. So then Izzy responds back to you because he's in your fucking weight class. And then you say this bullshit about how you don't want to know part of Israel Adesanya saying, man, get the fuck out of here i'm sorry i'm trying i'm trying i'm really trying not to get upset about this bro but what the fuck exactly then why did he care about the south african thing this dude is full of shit bro it's like it's the same oh my god johnny exactly i was swear to god i was just about to say this he's pulling the karen right now you come out here you talking shit exactly threw a stone and hit his hand you came out talking shit and then when shit gets talked back to you now you want to run around oh woe is me i'm the victim now get the fuck out of here bro Get the fuck out of here. He needs to accept this fight with Izzy so he can get his ass whooped. I'm so tired of this shit, bro. I'm so tired of his shit. I'm so tired, man. Exactly. Exactly. JS He said, "Why do why do people think only black people live in Africa when they have a different they have different color people than that are African?" No one is again, I don't think you're understanding the point. When a white man who lives in South Africa goes on a platform and says, I want to be the real African champion. Notice the key word here is the word real. So when you say real African champion, as a European man living in Africa, It sounds like you are shitting on the actual Africans whose lineage is African in Africa, telling them that they're not as African as you simply because you live in Africa. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. That's all I got to say. Now, let me I I, want to move on because this this is starting to piss me off now. I I don't want to I don't want to do this, but anyways um, this is something else that's probably going to make me upset too but Daniel Cormier said I think it was on his podcast I'm not exactly sure um, but he said that no one can argue he said that no one can argue that Hamzat deserves a title shot if he beats Paulo Costa Daniel Cormier I regret to inform you that we can argue it. I'm going to argue it right now. And the argument that I have is, you keep trying to push for these Dagestani dudes to go up to the title because you want these guys to win. I don't know what what his thing is with these Dagestani dudes ever since Khabib and them started training at AKA, but we got to stop. Hamzat does not deserve a title shot after beating Paulo Costa. He does not. You have all these other people that are here that he could fight We got to stop trying to rush these dudes to title shots. This shit doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Hamzat needs to fight somebody else. Matter of fact, let's look at it right now. I want to look and see what the rankings are for middleweight. I'm going to put it up on the screen. Let me go to middleweight real quick. So if he beats paulo costa who's number seven that means he gets a, he gets a fucking title shot after beating paulo costa what about him fighting Mom Vettori or robert Whitaker or alex Pereira? any of these motherfuckers at middleweight well alex just moved up to light like heavyweight but since duplessis is talking about he don't want to fight is he then let 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 fucking let them fight that's some bullshit bro and i don't know why where again i don't know where daniel cormier is coming from with this but that's wild <laughs> Eric said Hamza isn't from Dagestan that's fine he looks like him so you can, whatever I don't care what is he from Chechnya or some shit I know he lives in Sweden but exactly and then he hasn't fought in so long and dude I just I just don't I just don't understand you know what Hamza you might be right Hamza said DC is saying that because he wants that audience I mean he already got that audience from from, from, uh, from Khabib so why is he even worried about this? But I digress. I digress. Um, let, me, let me say, let me read this one here. It's like Brandon Moreno, they said he was the first Mexican champion that is born and trains in Mexico when they already had Mexican champions like Cejudo and Cain Velasquez. But here's a difference. Okay, let me take this off the screen. Here's a difference for this, this comment, JS. The difference is what they usually say about Brandon Moreno becoming the first Mexican-born champion. There's a difference between first Mexican champion, because their heritage is Mexican, versus Mexican-born champion. Two very different things. Now, Dricka's Duplessis can't even say first uh, African-born champion, because we already had fucking Francis... And if I'm not mistaken, Izzy's also born in Nigeria. So to say that is kind of stupid. But that's fine. I see your point. And again, it's about the words that we're using. I know it's kind of hard sometimes to think about the words that we're using, but words mean things. And when you say things like real African to a fucking black person whose entire family lineage is in Africa when you're a European... You're bringing race into the conversation in the same way that saying that someone is a Mexican born fighter as opposed to just a Mexican fighter. The word means something. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Let me let me see here. Let me go back. I got to read some of these comments because I was looking into the camera here. Hold on. Okay. Exactly. Diego says that's like Leon being the first Jamaican-born champion, even though Aljamain was champion before him, because Aljamain is born in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not 100% sure about that. But Aljamain is born in the United States, even though he has a Jamaican citizenship. Two completely different things. So yes, Diego, agreed, 100%. Now, Usman is born in Nigeria also, plus white people colonized Africa recently uh 200 years ago South Africa, Dutch and the French. Exactly. Bro, you ain't you ain't got to talk to me. I know about all this, bro. I read. So you ain't got to tell me that, but yeah. And so your boy so you're not American. Me? I am American because I was born here. I am American because I was born here, but I'm also Caribbean because my family is from the Caribbean. You see how that? You see how that works? I would never say I'm the first Grenadian fighter in the UFC if that was the case created grenadian born fighter in the ufc because i wasn't born there but i can say that i am the first grenadian ufc fighter if i was to go there man y'all getting into semantics right now and this shit is, is stressing me out y'all stressing me out right now uh okay so i'm gonna i want to talk about Kobe covington in this leon edwards situation but i'm already upset and i don't want to continue being upset so i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to take a step back. Exactly. Lindsay, look, (laughs) Lindsay just talked about it. I I know. I know. We're going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it right now because I'm already hot. So I just let me get through a couple other topics first (laughs) and then we can come back. Um, So I want to talk about something a little bit different right now. So let me look it up real quick so we can discuss it. So. Uh, ian heinish i don't know if you guys remember uh ian heinish ufc i think he was a middleweight or welterweight i'm not sure he was competing in the it doesn't say but uh there is there was something that was posted here we go i'm gonna post it now uh So Ian Heinisch says that he is stepping away from MMA due to serious concussion symptoms. And his statement was, I can't keep making my head worse. Um, This is something I want you guys to understand specifically about MMA. When we say, excuse me, when we say things like fighters are fighting safe or et cetera, et cetera. When people say things like this, we have to understand yes this is the fight business and yes a lot of us chose to make the de- we made the decision ourselves to go into fighting this is in thailand where people are selling you off to gyms and, and and forcing you to fight right but the the situation that we have here is when people are fighting for your entertainment and you know people are they get upset when fighters are in boring fights or they get upset when fighters do certain things like you know fighters that are going for takedowns and doing different things but it's uh it's a it's a very interesting situation when you have a fighter who ends up having these kinds of issues where they have serious concussions and their brain is not you know, working as well and maybe they got some TTE and the, the first time that I really heard about this um, on a serious level was actually uh, Bazooka Joe. I don't know if you guys know what Bazooka Joe is one of my favorite kickboxers. He was a former glory welterweight champion. Um, amazing kickboxer. Didn't even have that many fights as a kickboxer. I think he had maybe like 14, 15 fights in total. Um, his only loss, if I'm not mistaken, was to Nikki Hoskin and um he ended up if you guys haven't seen it he did a podcast with uh he did an episode with joe rogan where he talks about um you know the concussions that he got from the fight that he had with mark mark dubont i think it is uh, where he got flying need and not like i thought he was dead after he got flying need but he ended up getting up uh within the eight count and then still fighting but um yeah man it's one of those things who it's one of those things where You know, this sport is not easy. And when fighters are making decisions that are better for them, um, we shouldn't talk trash about them. You know, people talk trash about Floyd Mayweather and how he changed his style and, you know, GSP and how he he changed his fighting style up towards the the end of his career. Or, you know, any other fighter that's kind of changed their fighting style to be uh, more what people would consider safe or smart fighting right but that's the way you're supposed to fight if you guys don't know the name of the game is to hit and not get hit not to stand in the middle and throw punches like UFC uh the the ultimate fighter one where Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner were just standing in front of each other throwing crazy punches because yes that is entertaining but also this is changing fighters lives like They don't. They're not going to be able to talk the same. They're not going to be able to interact with their kids the same. They're not going to be able to, um, you know, it's, it's just it's hard, man. And so, I think we should be more conscious of this when we talk about fighters and just have some. I don't want to say have sympathy for them because again, we decided to do this, but there are consequences to us doing this for a lot of and a lot of for a lot of fighters not me but a lot of other fighters um they're doing it for your enjoyment so it's something to think about you know when we when we think about fighters um let me go through these comments real quick because i know you guys were going crazy i'm trying i'm trying to like focus more on like looking into the camera so uh here we go let me see Uh, Lorenzo said, supposedly Zabit was offered an instant title shot against Volkanovsky as he came back and he turned it down. People were upset, but I'd much rather choose his longevity over a title shot. Lorenzo, you might be correct because I also heard from a few fighters that I know that fight in that weight class that they were offered a fight with Zabit. I'm not going to say who, but the word on the street is that he's thinking about coming back, so I don't know how his health is doing. I know he got hit with some COVID stuff and he hasn't really been the same so i hope he's doing better too um let me look at the rest of these comments here um okay i'm not going back and forth with this js i think at some point we got to have you on so we can just have this conversation because you texting you typing and then me talking is probably not you know And then Yuri, I'm going to respond to this. He said, Drikas is African by nationality. Only black Africans born in Africa know it. American blacks are dumb. I'm not going to take that statement personally. But what I will say is, obviously, we know that Drikas is African by nationality. However, we also know, based on the way that he fucking looks, that he's a European man. So let's stop. Like, Y'all be sending these stupid ass fucking comments. Stop. Stop. Because it doesn't make sense. It's a European man. Yes, he's fucking born in Africa. I know that. He's African by nationality. I know that. He's also European. He's also a white fucking man who is, who is French slash Dutch. Shut the fuck up. I'm tired of talking about this shit. So I'm not talking about it anymore. We're moving on. Anyway, so um, we talked about Ian now. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of uh of of One F C. And it was announced what looks like a few days ago, today's the twenty fourth, so that was four days ago, uh, that one F C is returning to the US next year for uh four events. I'm assuming they're probably gonna do one event per quarter, which is gonna be good. Um, but yeah, this is going to be good. And I hope that DJ is, is one of the fighters that they bring back. I know they're probably going to bring Jackie back, too, um, who is she fights out of uh, boxing works here in L.A. So I'm hoping that we get to see more uh, one events in the UFC. Uh, excuse me, one events in the United States. And uh, I already know I'm going. So hopefully I know some people. I know some people uh, went to this event. Some people that watched the, the podcast went to the event. But, um, yeah, you guys should definitely, definitely go. It was a great event. And I'm looking forward to going back again. So I hope you guys, uh, you guys definitely go. <laughs> Youssef. says. <laughs> as soon it as needs to count to 10. I No, I don't need to, but drink some sweet tea. I actually did not have any tea today, but. Brother Lutus, I hope to see myself scrapping on the A2, but um, we have not gotten any opponents yet, to my knowledge. Um, I spoke to my manager, but he hasn't told me anything. So as far as I know, we haven't gotten any opponents or any worthy opponents. So we'll see. And Lindsay, did DJ confirm that he's not going to retire? Well, after the, after the show, uh, after the, 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 the U.S. card that they had in May... For one, At the end of the event, he said that he's not too sure if he's going to retire because there was another dude. uh, I forget his name uh, that came into the cage afterwards and said that he wanted to fight. So he's like, oh, don't count me out. Maybe I'll fight. So um, I don't think that he's out just yet. And I feel like one is probably like throwing a bag at him right now. Like, stay with us because we're going to be doing these shows. Um, And then Hamza said New York and Florida commissions approved one. So they're most likely going to go there. Bro, if they do a show in New York, I'm there. I don't know about Florida, though. I'm not, I am not. I ain't, I ain't trying to go to Florida. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be good. I'm excited for that. And I hope that more people start going to these one events so they can blow up here in the States because it's a great event. And I hope that more grapplers um, start going over to one, too, so they can make some money. By the way, there's two things I want. This wasn't on my list to talk about, but, um, Bro. Yes, the one card where Jackie's fighting for the belt I, that's not for a while, so I'm not gonna talk about that yet but um did you guys see and and I, I wanna I want you guys to tell me in the comments what you think about this did you guys see that um the u f c is starting to do these uh u f c grappling invitationals um and Obviously, they're trying to do the one with, with GSP. They're saying that it's uh, Damian Maya, but for those who, of you who don't know, I was at a seminar with him this weekend, um, and I got to talk to him a little bit after the seminar, and he said that uh, he has not been formally offered the match. He just verbally agreed because GSP said that he was one of the people that he would like for him to uh, you know, compete against, and then Damian Maya agreed, but there's nothing signed. So um, I would like to see it obviously um because these are like two of my favorite grapplers i would love to see it but uh i think i I wanted to talk about that one but the second thing i wanted to talk about is the ufc specifically dan and white was so adamant that what one fc was doing was trash and that they should not uh you know that nobody wants to see events where people are um, you know, doing different, different things and blah, blah, blah. He's like, if it works for them, that's great, but that business model doesn't seem sustainable. I don't know if y'all remember when he said that. But um, if you really think about it, the UFC's kind of already doing that. I don't know if you guys know, but they do have a promotion, Zufa Boxing, which they, which they promote, um, which Zufa slash Dana White and, and those guys are helping run. Then you have, obviously, the UFC, then you have uh this new ufc like they're trying to push more on the grappling side having a lot of the uh, ufc fighters compete against the jiu-jitsu guys in the in their events and i'm wondering if you guys noticed that they're kind of doing the same thing except they're trying to separate the promotions so like oh mma is here with the ufc boxing is over here with Zuffa boxing and then uh you know jiu is over here with the uh ufc invitational or uh there's another one that fury does fury invitational that they put on um on fight pass so it's really interesting it's really interesting uh let me look at some of these comments here mr slingshot why don't you want to come to florida because niggas is getting shot in florida that's why i don't want to go to florida um nah but florida's crazy man i feel like i always hear something about a florida man doing something crazy in florida shooting somebody beating somebody up just all kinds of stuff happening so i i i've only been to florida i think one other time and that was for i went to uh disney world or disneyland whichever one is in florida um and that was a good time but that was like i don't know 10 years ago so i haven't i don't think i've been back to florida oh no that's not true i was in florida for 24 hours for kevin ross's retirement fight uh i forget what promotion that was but that was in florida also it was in miami uh but yeah never again i i don't wanna i don't nothing about florida really interests me especially like miami i'm cool i'm cool but um yeah so I'm ready to rock. <laughs> Dorian lives in Florida. He's like, you good, bro? You can go over there. Um, this is why you need to go, Sunni. Get on viral video beating somebody up. Nah, man, I'm good. I don't want to be on video having a Nate Diaz moment. I'm good. <clears throat> Robert Whitaker said he wants to fight this year. I mean, he got a, he got a, he just got beat up by Duplessis. He need to, he need to go sit down for a minute. I love Robert Whitaker, but. You know, whatever. Miami seems dope. Listen, man, the only way I'm going to Florida or Miami or some shit like that is if I'm with all my boys or I don't even want to say. I don't know. I, I, but the circumstances got to be right for me to go to Florida. Um, OK, I've been trying to I don't want to say avoid talking about this. This is the last thing I'm going to talk about. And then I'm going to go into the UFC 291 card. Colby Covington said that he wants to fight Leon Edwards at UFC 295. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I'm just going to say no. No because he already didn't if I'm not mistaken Let me before I start talking, let me go look at Kobe Covington's record, because I know some people might try to talk trash to me. So I'm going to put the record on the screen first and then I'm going to talk. So that way, when y'all try to say anything to me, we can leave it at that. This is Kobe Covington's record. Let me zoom in. Can I? Oh, let me zoom in a little bit here. Okay. Now, uh, let me answer this question before I get in here. When is Hendo back, if you can share? Courtney Henderson is not coming back to this podcast. Um, he, he walked out. You can check his, uh, his his Instagram for that. So, oh, yeah, and I'm going to talk about the Errol Spence. Damn, we got a lot to talk about. All right. So, Kobe Covington saying that he wants to fight Leon Edwards and that Dustin Poirier and Hamzat ducked him is the funniest shit that I've ever heard in my entire life. And again, I want to have this conversation with his record on the screen. Let's look at who he's fought. Okay. In the last, let's just say in the last five years. Okay. Uh, we, we, how about this? We can start from Damian Maya. Damian is a good win. So you 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 fight you you fought Damian Maya, you beat him. You fought Rafael Dos Años, you beat him. You fought an old Robbie Lawler, you beat him. you fought Kamaru Usman, got knocked out, and got your jaw broken. You fought an old ass Tyron Woodley, beat him up, and you got a win. Fought Kamara Usman again. Got your ass whooped. Y'all say it was a close fight. Personally, I don't think so. He got his ass whooped. Then you come back and beat a Jorge Masvidal, who is retired now after fighting Gilbert Burns, which was one fight before you. And now you think that you deserve a title shot again. In what fucking world do we live in where Kobe Covington can get a third title shot, not one, not two, a third title shot from doing absolutely nothing. Not only is he not doing anything, I would like to show you all the people in his weight class who he has not fought. Let's start from number. Let's just start from number 10. You could fight Vicente Luque, Sean Brady, Jeff Neal, Steven Thompson, Rachmanov, Gilbert Burns, Hamzat, Bilal Muhammad. Y- you already fought. You have literally fought no one in the top 10 except for Kamara Usman. And the only reason that was is because he was the champion for your two title shots. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? I'm telling y'all right now. I'm telling y'all right now, if they make it, man, Leon Edwards, please, please do not accept this fight. You got to stand on something. As a man, you got to fucking stand on something. And if, and if Leon Edwards, Leon Rocky Edwards accepts this fight with Colby Covington, I'm not going to say I lost respect for him because I, they probably going to throw him a bag for this shit. But, you man, if it's me, bro, give up the title. I'm not fighting Kobe Covington. You got to give up that title, dog. This shit doesn't make any sense. The fact that Kobe Covington keeps getting talked about in this title picture is disgusting to me. Disgusting. I'm tired. I'm so tired of seeing this dude's name. I'm tired of hearing about him. He he ain't fought, bro. Let me let me put this back on the screen. We can look at the top fucking fifteen. This motherfucker ain't fought nobody. Give him Ian Gary. Give him Jack. Give him somebody. like At least let him beat somebody, bro. He ain't fighting nobody. Man. Listen. Again, I'm tired of talking about Kobe Covington. I'm tired of hearing about this dude. But I had to bring it up because it's been news that there's a possibility that he might get this fight. And I hope and pray that this doesn't happen. Look, Lorenzo just said who at 170 deserves a title shot over Kobe? What the fuck kind of question is that? I would, I would much rather them give it to Hamzat before they give it to Kobe. I'd much rather see Bilal. Bilal has been deserving of this fucking title shot. I would much rather see, uh, if I mean, if Gilbert Burns would have won the fight, I would have much rather see Gilbert Burns. Rachmaninoff is the next best fucking thing. They could have picked him over fucking Kobe Covington. They could have picked Rachmaninoff Over Kobe Covington, what are we talking about? (laughs) Johnny Keith Sweat voice. Nobody. Yeah, I don't know, man. And here, swerving red says, "Him potentially being on a John Jones card for what? For what? This is bullshit, dude. I don't. Nobody wants to see this. I'm so tired. I'm so tired." Oh, man the reason he hasn't fought in a year because he's recovering from the two <laughs> from the two fingers in his booty man what's going on with y'all why are y'all doing this uh, Big Nate says how come nobody has a problem with Stipe getting a title shot he's coming off a loss two years in a row the difference is because there's nobody else to fucking fight at heavyweight that's why this is the apparently, according to Dana White and 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 uh, John Jones and all these other people, Stipe is the greatest heavyweight of all time. So if we're going to have that, then that's the fight we're going to make, right? Because that's – prop. I mean, let's be real. The only person that could possibly beat Stipe – or excuse me, the only person that could possibly beat John Jones at heavyweight right now is Stipe. That doesn't mean that he's going to win, but he has the highest chance out of everybody else, right? So that fight makes sense to me. This shit with Kobe Covington, when you got four other people that you could give a title shot to besides this motherfucker? No. That doesn't make sense. And y'all know it doesn't make sense. Y'all know that shit don't make sense. Exactly. Stipe is the heavyweight GOAT. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I get it. I understand. Uh, And then Lorenzo said, I'm not defending Kobe just saying that nobody else besides Bilal on paper deserves a title shot. Okay, you say that, but but look what just Hold on. Let me let me let me put this back up on the screen in case y'all motherfuckers forgot. Hold on. Let's not forget. Let's not forget that Sean Strickland is about to fight Israel Adesanya. I don't care what you have to say because If number six, Sean Strickland, can fight Israel Adesanya because number fucking one doesn't want to fight him, then I don't care what y'all talking about with Kobe. Y'all could have gave him Rachmaninoff. There's other people to fight him. Instead of having all these other motherfuckers fighting for a title, give Bilal or or instead of having—why Bilal got to fight everybody in the fucking top five? Why can't Bilal fight Kobe Covington? Why can't Kobe Covington fight Gilbert Burns or anybody else? He's not fighting none of these dudes he ain't fighting none of these dudes so what are we talking about and here lindsey is exactly right kobe ain't even top seven in his own division let's be real like it's just man this shit is crazy all right that's 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 all i want to talk about with this because there was something else that i wanted to talk about but this also is going to make my blood boil with chel sunnan talking about israel adesanya has surpassed john jones and then says you're not one of the greats that might be the dumbest shit i ever heard but i'm not going to go into that all right um, let me put this, uh, this, this, this uh, UFC 291 card up on the screen Ah, <sighs> man Do I think that Rachmaninoff can beat Leon? Absolutely I do Will he? Is a different question But do I think he can? Yes Do I think he's a worthy opponent? Yes, I do Let's take a look at this Banger of a motherfucking card Right here though Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. Now, I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm excited for this fight. What's up, Justin? I ain't seen you in a minute, brother, man. Justin says Kobe ducked his way to a title shot. He absolutely did. Um, Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. I'm going to be real with y'all. As exciting as this fight is, I think the reason why I'm not as excited as I was when it was first announced is because I rewatched that fight with, with Dustin and Justin. And I don't remember Dustin actually doing as much work as he did. Like, Justin really couldn't do too much with Dustin Poirier. So if I'm being real, I know Justin Gaethje has improved and so has Dustin Poirier, but I still feel like Dustin's gonna get it done um, I don't know if he gets a finish again, but I think he's gonna win the fight. So I'm I, I'm curious to see how that happens. And Mekie, you wild. Dustin by grappling, ain't nobody has nobody's ever taken him down except for Khabib. And I don't think Dustin's that guy that's gonna be able to take him down. So oh Dorian, you are hundred percent correct. They are fighting an elevation. This is in Utah, right? Yeah, Salt Lake oh Salt Lake City. Oh yeah, yeah. That's going to be good. And I agree. It, th- that's, where, um, that's where the first Leon Edwards and uh, Kamaru Usman fight was at, right? That was in Salt Lake City, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see for sure. Um, Jan versus Alex. This one, I am not going to lie to y'all. On one hand, I would like to say that I think that Alex is gonna knock him out. On the other hand, I would like to say that Jan is probably gonna outgrapple him. And given the fact that they're at altitude, something tells me that this grappling from Jan might make Alex really tired, and yeah, I don't know. If I, had, if I was a betting man, I'm gonna pick Jan, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if Alex knocked him out. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, Justin Carter said Dustin took him down in the first fight. That was like a what? A baby takedown. He didn't hold him down. Correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't hold him down. You talking about that takedown? He got on the cage where he barely. No, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> Kaylin said, "If Jan grapples for even two minutes, Alex is gonna gas. Well, let's see. Dorian is also correct about the leg kicks. The leg kicks are gonna be huge for this fight from both sides because we already know that Jan, what Jan did uh, to, uh, what's homeboy's name that he fought the the Russian dude with the with the beard. I forget his name. It starts with the A. I know y'all know who I'm talking about. I can't, it's not coming to me right now. Also, um." Steven Thompson versus Alex Pereira. Steven should be whooping this dude's ass all day. Um I don't see how Michael wins Michelle, excuse me, how Michelle wins this fight, but Wonderboy all day. Now, that's assuming that Wonderboy still got his his uh you know, his footwork and everything going right, so we'll see. We'll see. Also, uh Dorian where Jan, where Jan trains Is that high, like where he lives In Poland is that not high Elevation also Because I feel like if he trains in high elevation And he goes to another place that's high elevation it, It'll be fine right And yes uh, his name was Ankalev. You Lev You're correct Hamza thank you uh, Meki says But you can force the grappling more Since he saw how bad Justin is on the ground wouldn't you say that justin gaethje's not that bad on the ground the thing is though that his wrestling is so good that you can't really get uh you can't really get him down and control him because again the only person that got him down and controlled him was khabib and khabib takes down and controls everybody so well with the exception of gleason t-bow but it's yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting fight uh, for this one, again, I'm picking Wonderboy. He got this in the bag. Uh, Tony Ferguson and Bobby Green. Uh, Warsaw. Okay, yeah, so he's from Warsaw, Poland, and he does high elevation stuff. So, yes. Yeah, so I, th- I feel like Jan's going to be good. It's, um, it's Alex who I'm worried about at that high elevation. Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. I'm going to be real with y'all. As much as I would love to pick Tony Ferguson for this fight, he hasn't been looking that good. Um, And so I would say that I'm going to pick Bobby Green. I'm not saying that Bobby Green is going to wash him, but based on what we've seen from Tony Ferguson recently, I'm going to go with Bobby Green. I'm going to go with Bobby Green. Michael Chiesa and Kevin Holland. If I'm being real with you, if I was a, if I was to if I was to put money on this and Michael Chiesa fought a perfect fight, because technically speaking, his grappling is probably better than Kevin Holland's, Right. But if his grappling is better than Kevin Holland's and he can get him down, then I think that he can win the fight. The thing with that, though, is Kevin Holland is long. He got long reach. He's good at using that reach. And. If Michael Chiesa can't get him down, then I think Kevin Holland probably wins, probably wins that fight. Uh, and yes, Dorian, that fight with uh, Bobby Green and Tony Ferguson is at lightweight. Oh, that's a good one. Gabriel Bonfin versus Trevin Giles. I'm going to go Gabriel on this one, even though this is not an easy fight. I'm going to go Gabriel on this one. And then let's see, Derek Lewis. Let's go. Well, we already know what's about to happen to him because this dude, if I'm not mistaken, Marcos uh, Rogerio de Lima is a grappler. And if that is true, from what I'm remembering, Derek Lewis is probably going to lose. But we also remember what happened with um, Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis. So. I would like to see Derek Lewis get back to winning ways, but, you know, that's one of those things. It could go either way just because we know once he gets taken down, he doesn't really have any jiu-jitsu, which is unfortunate because I love Derek Lewis, but we'll see. Uh, Don't really care for this middleweight fight here. Jake Matthews is back. Okay, that's a good fight. CJ Vergara, let's go. Is this the dude... Correct me if I'm wrong, you guys. Uh, Vinicius Salvador is the dude that... Matter of fact, I I think I could just click... Can I click his name? There we go. Let me see. Yeah. Is this... No, no, no. This is somebody different. This is somebody different. Okay. Um, I like CJ. I know he had that last fight where he ran, but he ended up... um... (laughs) Dorian, you funny as hell. Um cj is I, I feel like he he could win this one i'm gonna go with cj i'm gonna go with cj i don't really care too much about these last two fights but i'm gonna go miranda just because she trains with uh my boy sean madden in denver um at easton's and i hope she can do work out there justin love you brother man peace out bro um I don't know if he's a tough guy, C.J. Uh, Vergara, but yeah. Ooh, if they make uh, Jack versus rockmanov, I'm going to say rockmanov just because of that wrestling. Just because of that wrestling. And then I want to talk to you guys. The last thing I want to talk to you guys about is the... um spence versus crawford fight i don't know how many of you guys actually watch boxing but um this is gonna be a good fight i'm excited for it um i spent the day today watching a lot of their fights um i've already watched a lot of uh terence crawford's fights i like how he fights a lot i like his style a lot um spence i hadn't really watched too much of in the past but Um, I spent some time watching his fights. And I'm impressed with both of these dudes, if I'm being real. Um, However, I'm going to say that I'm going with T-Bud. Hold up. They're charging $85 for this fight? That's wild. That is wild. $85 is crazy. Um, Oh, no. Donaire is fighting on this card. Okay, Sergio Garcia, Isaac Cruz. Okay, this is not a bad card, but if I'm being honest, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Crawford, and I think he. I don't. Part of me wants to say that he could finish him between round nine and twelve, but I think Errol Spence is a is a much tougher opponent than most people think. So I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Crawford by TKO in round 10. That's my prediction. Uh, and let me see here. Sunni, did you hear a few years back when Floyd would talk about Spence, he said he had him in his cans and he put hands on him? I did not. Um, no, I, I agree. Spence is very technical and not flashy at all. But the thing with that is the more technical you are, in some regards, it's easier for, for people to read you. And so, I don't know. This is not an easy fight. But again, I'm picking Crawford because I, I have more experience watching his fights opposed to Errol Spence. But again, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then we got two, two things I wanted to talk about before I get out of here. Two questions um, that came up. One of them was, uh, what happens with Robert Whitaker next? So let me open up the UFC rankings and let's look at middleweight. So Robert Whitaker, I think that because Hamzat is coming up to middleweight and they're trying to push him so fast, um, they're trying to push him really fast to get uh, up to, you know, a title shot. If Hamzat does beat Paulo Costa, then they should do Robert Whitaker versus Hamzat, assuming that Hamzat wins. Um, But at the same time, who else can Robert Whitaker fight? Alex is out of the division. He already lost to Duplessis. He already beat pretty much all these dudes. Sean Strickland is going to fight for the title. It doesn't make sense for him to fight anybody else. So the only person that he really should be worried about fighting is the winner of Costa versus um, Hamzat. And even if it's Costa, I think that would be a good fight, too. I would like to see that. Um, I don't think that Eric asked, uh, do I think that he should go up to 205? I don't. I don't. Because he was, he's already, like, he's a, he's a pretty thick dude at 185. But let's, let's not forget that he came, he moved up weight classes from 170. So I don't know him going up to light heavyweight moves up. Uh, excuse me. If him moving up to light heavyweight makes sense. But I would like to see him fight the winner of Costa versus the winner or the loser, actually, of Costa versus uh, Hamza. And then the other question was from Diego. And Diego said, uh, I love boxing MMA with a passion. I want to go pro, but I don't know which one to choose. I love both sports religiously. Any advice? So this is my unsolicited uh, thoughts. From this, I'm giving you from a different standpoint here. So personally, I would say you should box for a little bit to build your name, box for a little bit as a pro to build your name, get a few good wins under your belt and then transition into MMA. But while you're still working on your wrestling and your jujitsu. So that way, once you switch to MMA and people think that you're just a boxer and they want to take you down, they can't. And then they start getting pieced up on the feet. And then it becomes a whole different thing. So I do think that it would be good for you to go into boxing first, but make sure if you can, I know it's hard because boxing training is not easy doing it by itself. But if you can still train wrestling and jujitsu so that when you do make the transition over to pro MMA, if you still want to do that, then um, you're not coming. You're not uh, a step behind because you're just now starting wrestling or jujitsu. All right, guys, um, that's all I got for you. Again, uh, look out for the interview that I've done next week. That will be out on Wednesday. Promo will start for it on Monday of next week. The rebrand will be done by next week also. Yes, the podcast name is changing. The channel name is changing. A lot of things are changing. Once again, I love all of you. Thank you so much for rocking with me and supporting me throughout this crazy time of all this change. And um, I'll talk to you guys soon. (laughs) Later, everybody. Peace.